Welcome to Screw the Commute, the entrepreneurial podcast dedicated to getting you out of the car and into the money with your host, lifelong entrepreneur and multimillionaire, Tom Antion. Welcome, everybody, to Screw the Commute, and this is episode number 11, and I am really thrilled about it because a good friend of mine, oh, I don't know, for a couple hundred years, and (laughs) (laughs) is on here with us, and I'll be uh, telling you all about him in a second. Uh, Right now, I'll tell you a little bit about our sponsor. It's the Internet Marketing Training Center of Virginia Distance Learning School. It's the only one of its kind in the country licensed and independent to operate on that topic. So uh, you want to check it out and don't do anything uh, on higher education until you check out our webinar. You can uh, find it in the show notes at screwthecommute.com and watch that webinar. You'll really open your eyes to the opportunities in higher education that won't crush you in debt. All right. So let's get to the main event. Book marketing expert John Kramer is the author of 1,000 ways, 1001 Ways to Market Your Books. And I got to tell you, I bought that years and years ago. I'm not sure how many editions are out now, but it's not just books. I use that, and that book has influenced all of my 400-plus products over 24 years. So this is a, a really a classic of the world. And he is a mentor to authors who have sold over a billion books, that's with a B, billion, and founder of the Billion Book Initiative to help the next generation of book authors sell another billion books. Over the past 30 years, John has helped thousands of authors, and that is not any kind of hype. This guy is an icon of the industry. Uh, He's helped thousands of authors, both major celebrities and those just starting out to sell more books and lots more books. That's John Kramer. John, I got to ask you, are you ready to screw the commute commute, that is? (laughs) I'll do anything. (laughs) Tell them a little bit about what you do, John. Oh, well, I do consulting. I, I do a lot of writing. I create courses like the Pinterest course that you promoted a oh, number of weeks ago. Great. People, uh, tell them a little bit about that real quick because people think, oh, that's just graphics. And I thought that myself for a while, but that there's a lot of stuff you can do with that, right? Yes, there is. It, it really is a tool. Pinterest is uh, basically the best social network for selling things because it it's a buying audience. People are really using it to uh, save things that they really want to buy. And that's what's really nice about it. And they share, which is something that a lot of other social networks, they don't do as well. And on Pinterest, they really do. So it's really a great place to drive a lot of traffic and pick up sales. And the other, so the, I, I really like it. Yeah. The average amount of money spent per person is a lot higher than most of the other social medias, right? Right. It's actually the highest according to, uh, oh boy, I'm going blank on the company. (laughs) Well, yeah, but uh, I remember you talking about that. So what we're going to do is we're going to put a link in the show notes to that webinar that you do with, is that the one with Daniel Hall? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. uh, Great. So link to your replay. Yeah. We'll put that in the show notes so people can get access to that because that really opened my eyes. And, and, you know, after I started using your method, 
of uh, creating pins in a certain way uh, yeah. so that they really stick out. Wow, I sold two protection dogs at $20,000 a piece coming from that. And so it's not any kind of playtime. Play this is a serious way to, to really reach people, and you guys really nailed it with that webinar. So Yeah, uh, it, it's a good one. John, did you ever have a job? I did. What, what did uh, you used to do? Not for very long at any one time. <laughs> I know that. I know that feeling <laughs> because I hated doing it. But I was the only male clerk typist in the Minnesota Department of Health, six floors of a building, and I was the only male one. And I was actually the only working typist, also. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, everybody else was doing their nails. Uh, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I know that government stuff, and uh, and that was funny because you know I took I was a big strapping football player, and I took typing in high school. One of the best things I ever did because I don't have to hunt and peck now, and I'm screamingly fast when I do stuff. So, uh, so what? Yeah, I did the same thing, and I I if I would say for high school students, if you're gonna work take typing, you know? Yeah, exactly. And you'll be surrounded by a bunch of girls mostly nowadays. So, um, yes. What was the turning point when you said, you know what, this is, I got to get out of this. Oh, well, it wasn't hard. I never did want to work for very long. So probably my longest period of working was like six months or one time I did a year, but I was only working part time. Okay. Well, that's... like four hours a day. So, you know, the, that was my endurance level. You know, <laughs> I really wanted to always work for myself. I'm, I always wanted to be a writer. And over time, I decided that, you know, I need to start to publish myself rather than wait for a publisher to decide to do something. And what about when was this? Oh, gosh, almost 30 years ago so now. So you've been working for yourself and making a living writing and consulting for over 30 years, right? Yeah, it's actually been 33, 34 years, I think. That is that is beautiful. That's a screw the commuter uh, uh, hall of <laughs> famer, right? <laughs> I do have to commute nowadays. It's My office is 50 feet from the house, so well, yeah, I, I uh, have to commute. Daniel was telling me that the other day. His is four minutes. I'm thinking, you guys really got to step it up. I mean, mine's 37 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> yeah. Well, mine's probably 37 seconds. Okay, well, that's, that's uh, good. I'm 50 feet from the house, so, you know, Okay. it's nice. My wife wanted me out of the house, so <laughs> I, I built a little office for myself with a friend, and it really works out well. It's quiet. I don't have to worry about being interrupted by her. And so all those things are really nice, and I, and I like that. Do you get dressed up like you're going to some work thing or? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Tie and everything. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, right. And you live in Taos, New Mexico, right? I bet that's a big tie place. <laughs> yeah, it isn't. Uh, and actually, I live outside, about 12 miles outside on the side of a hill. So we have two and a half acres of Beautiful. woods. Oh, that's and nice. It's a nice place for the dogs to run around and bark at the neighbor dogs and what, things like that. What kind of animals are there? They have uh, coyotes and uh, bear and things like that. Yeah, we have coyotes, bears. We had a visit from bear last week checking out our garbage. Oh, that's they nice. They come down the hill. They come down the mountain about this time of year on their way to the apple orchards at the bottom of the oh, valley. Okay. And so they stop and fill up so that they can make the rest <laughs> of the trip. Fill up, yeah. But uh, I've seen a... A mountain lion. We have fox, deer, and 
We don't have elk here. We do have elk nearby, but not right around here. I just really want to get out there because of that that place that does those super homes that are very efficient. I forget the name of them. Uh, oh, yeah, the uh, Earthships. Earthships, yeah, exactly. I'm dying to come out there. So um, what kind of advice would you give? You remember back to that time when you pretty much shit-canned the, uh, the job. If somebody else is thinking about, you know, I want to get out of here, I want to get out of here, but, you know, you can't be irresponsible about it and not pay your bills. So what kind of advice would you give to people that want to transition and have their own business? Well, I would say, you know, try to find a part-time job that pays you well enough that you can cover your expenses Mm -hmm. and then spend the rest of the time creating the life you want. Yeah, and some people, they do that part-time job to give them time to work on their business, and then they don't work on their business. <laughs> you don't want to fall in that trap. You no, got- no. You, you, have to, you have to be, you know, you have to set aside the time to do your work as well, the work that you want to do. I did that when I was working that year a part-time. I would work four hours a day, then I would write for four hours a day, mm-hmm. and I finished a book in a year. You're beautiful, Yeah. Let's dig into a little bit what you do more because I have been a a big advocate of creating information around any business because an information product or a book can promote the other product that the person is trying to sell. So give us some tips about getting started in in writing uh, things to promote your business. Well, in today's world, you don't have to think about writing a big book. My thousand and one ways that I'm best mm-hmm. known for is 700 pages. Exactly. That's insanity. Nowadays, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I'll admit it. I'm insane. You know, <laughs> I, that's how I did it. But, you know, if I were doing it today, I would do, you know, 196 to 120 page books and I do multiple ones. Mm-hmm. And th- that way you can use them as business cards. You can actually give them away because they're not that expensive. I have a friend that does uh, what he calls uh, the book of the month club. He's written 12 books. He's a speaker to corporations. And when he finds a hot prospect, he sends him a book every month for Mm. 12 months. Wow. That's impressive. And he books a lot of speaking that way and a lot of consulting. And, you know, now he owns a nice olive grove in Greece, you know, among other (laughs) things. Yeah. And yeah, I've always said a book is from the business standpoint is one of the biggest hassle, least profitable things, but it's massively profitable because it leads to these other things that you can sell, coaching right. and speaking and all that. But, and there's and still people, people still think it's hard to write. So they, you know, I don't think that way, but a lot of people do. And so they think that, well, if you produced a book, you got to know your subject and that gives you instant expertise which and credibility, so that mm-hmm. people will hire you as a consultant. Yeah, having written a book still has credibility. But I will tell you, I, I hate these guys that tell people to put out any piece of garbage as fast as possible. Let's, that it would be a better coaster than it would be a book, and and then, that doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't get people. You know, I mean, people read books intelligently. They know if it's junk or not. And it doesn't help you. It's not a business card. You know, you can certainly sell those on Kindle for a little bit until people realize, oh, this is junk. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not a big fan of that strategy. No, I, I really that. believe you should do a, a good book and really take the time to edit it. I mean, I, I see too many books being done and I look at them and I go, 
way too many errors here, you know, lousy formatting. It doesn't look great. It's not going to give you any kind of credibility. Yeah. And, and what's, what I crack up and kind of rag on is you can pretty much be brain dead and have an Amazon bestseller nowadays. <laughs> you know, yeah. well, I mean, you could sell as two people books. Define it. Yeah. Yeah. You could sell two books in a category that nobody ever reads and get in the top hundred and then call yourself an Amazon bestseller. Yeah. And that's really bad. And, exactly. and yet people are teaching people that all the time. And I really, I hate that idea right. of an Amazon bestseller because in the book industry itself, an Amazon bestseller, unless you're actually in the top 500, you're not considered that. I mean, of all of Amazon. Mm -hmm. And the thing is that so people say they're an Amazon bestseller and right away, book industry doesn't really respect you because they know the numbers. Exactly, the, right. And so it doesn't help your credibility with them. And so if you're trying to build a relate, you know, an authorship, it doesn't work. Now, if you're trying to build credibility with people that don't know, <laughs> well, maybe it works. Yeah, but maybe it works. But then uh, someday you're going to get found out by some really important person that could really open doors and they're not going to open that door. You yeah. Know, so and the thing is that it's, it's most of the people that cl have claimed Amazon bestsellers, they quit three months later or three weeks later because right. they haven't followed up. They haven't done anything to create momentum. And so the book just dies very, very quickly because, I, as you said, you sell two books and can claim <laughs> bestseller status. Well, where's the third book sale going to come from? <laughs> yeah. So uh, now have you ever, you know, keeping on our topic of being, of screwing, uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been screwed in business and what'd you do about it? I, I have been. I, I, I once created a product with somebody else and, I realized I did all the work and all the promotion and uh, she didn't do much. So I said, look, you know, I actually told her, look, you can have that product. I just want to take part of it and create a new course. And she just got the, mad at me and she just called me up every day yelling at me oh and stuff God. like that. I finally had to just, you know, not answer the phone when I recognized her number and it took her like a year two years before she finally gave up uh it was not fun it was really a pain but when you do a partnership it should be equal right of course the partner partnership i have with daniel hall on the pinterest course is a good partnership mm -hmm. and i like it we've always done well together we like each other and that's important and i thought i had that same kind of relationship with this other lady but it turned out that she just didn't do anything. Yeah, and you got to be careful with uh, with partners. It's like it's like getting married. I mean, you know, it's... Uh, it is to some extent. Yeah. And, and actually, we didn't have a written contract, which obviously oh, you yeah. should, and all those kinds of things. So, I mean, I actually gave her the course. I mean, she could have done anything, but she didn't know promotion. She didn't have a list. You know, she didn't actually contribute anything except a little bit of content that I could squeeze out of her. So it was just one of those things. Well, and you the, just, yeah, the lesson here is written agreements. They, Of course, they're only as good as the person doing them. But a lot of times the people that know they're not going to come through are reluctant to sign things. Right? So, yeah, but I actually recommend to authors, you know, if you're co-authoring even with your spouse, get a written agreement between the two of you because mm -hmm. there's too many people that get divorced and separated and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And suddenly 
all your content, whatever you've created is tied up. But if you have a written agreement, you can get out of it gracefully. To me, written agreements, contracts are designed to protect people's feelings, to protect the relationships until the lawyers get involved. Yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) Get a written agreement, even if it's one you write yourself, but that you get something that really, you know, lays out what the agreement is because, and then get it signed, of course, because that really will protect the relationship. So even if all, everything else goes to hell, some part of it will stay. Yeah. And it's easy to get into a pseudo partnership like that, but getting out is where it can be devastating. So, all right. Now, anything, uh, uh, opposite end of the spectrum, uh, funny happened to you or in your business world. Well, do you remember I'm very that funny, honest in my consulting. Right, you know, but do you remember so, that funny quote that I heard you say in a speech one time about oh, uh, consulting and your rates and all that? Oh, okay. Tell them that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, basically, I was getting, you know, most of us who do consulting, we find out that we give the best advice in the world and people don't follow it. Right. And so I, at one point I threatened to charge double my normal consulting fee and say, I'll give you half back if you follow my advice. Yeah, just do what I tell you. <laughs> yeah, because it's so frustrating. And the, the worst uh, kind of consulting client, it's the one that has six people coaching him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because the last person who talks to him, he follows that advice. You know? <laughs> and then right. he gets back to you and he's already gone screwed off in a different way. Uh, and not done the things that you said. And then you had to bring them back. Oh, and, you know, all of that is really painful. So, you know, I really did threaten. And actually, probably with that one person, <laughs> I, uh, I I have one person that's really like that. And I, I'm really tempted to say, hey, <laughs> next time you want to hire me, we're going to do it this way. <laughs> I love that. So uh, what do you think the worst part of working for yourself is? Well, you have to keep, you know, a disciplined, you know, and that can sometimes be hard because, you know, you're either tired or there's something, you know, like, you know, I, I walk with my dogs every day and that's a special part of me. And um, I like doing that. But sometimes you can't do that because you got to finish something. Probably the toughest thing for me is finishing something. Mm-hmm. So it's easy and to fact, get ideas and get stuff started. Right. In fact, my wife said, you cannot start selling this Pinterest course until you finish it. <laughs> That's a good point. But the, but the reality is it's not finished yet because people keep asking questions. So I create new content to answer their questions. So that's good on one side, but on the other side, it means that I'm in one sense not finished yet, but the basis of the course is finished. And I like that because I have done it the other way where you know, we basically sold the course and then started to create the content. And it's much harder to uh, continue to create the content, especially if the sales weren't there. Yeah, but I thought you had a thing where on your, some of your courses, you are adding to them as new things come about. I try to uh, with everything that, that I've done. Right. But it, it's uh, so that's a challenge. The main challenge is, is make sure you finish the things that you start. Right. And I'm not always good at that, but I try because well, I've, I've noticed the pain of not doing that. <laughs> there you go. 
So uh, what do you what do you promote mostly now? Is it the Pinterest, or do you have something else right uh, you'd now, like them to still, know about? Right now, we're still doing primarily the Pinterest marketing. Uh, okay. We we just had a couple people that really uh, sold well. I mean, they really went to bat, and we sold like eighty courses mm-hmm. uh, from each of them. Oh, beautiful! And and that's nice. That's good income for them. And it's good income for us. It keeps us happy, and it keeps you know the momentum going. So that's nice. I, and then I'm working on, with the thousand and one ways to market your books, it's always been one big book. And then I decided to break it into a real world edition and a digital or online mm-hmm. marketing edition. So the online marketing would all be in one book and the real world stuff, publicity, TV, stuff like that, bookstores would be in the other book. So I finished the real world one, but I haven't finished the digital. And so that's on the side, I've been working on that. So we can put the the real world one in um, the show notes for this show. Yes, it's okay, available. It's on, it's on Amazon, and it's also available on my site if you want a print edition. Right now, it's not available on Amazon in print, but it is available in ebook. Okay, so we'll we'll get uh, get all of that in the in the notes. And we'll follow up with you and get all those links uh, ready. Well, we got to take okay. a. Uh, a brief break from our sponsors, so we will be right back in about 37.2 seconds. Today, almost 2 billion of you will go online, retrieving over 100 billion searches for information, goods, and services, and 6 million of you will view a page on the Internet before this commercial is over. The world has changed, and so has the way we do business. At the Internet Marketing Training Center, you can study online at your pace to fit your schedule, and you can graduate with the skills and knowledge to compete in the global marketplace or start your own home-based business. Call us today or go online at imtcva.org because it's about time. Yours. Okay, so uh, we're just put put in a commercial here, so I'm ready to go when you are. Is that for the Internet Marketing Center yeah. again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I hear that's a scam. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll edit this out. No, I hope. Yes. I'm sorry if I screwed up your editing. No, no. It's, uh, it's, we always uh, leave a space here to edit and pull around. Okay. All right. Ready? Yes. Okay, we're back. Hey, John, what does a typical day look like for you? And do you have any particular techniques of how you stay motivated to create all this great stuff you've created? The, I don't really have a technique for staying motivated because – you stay motivated because you're doing something you love. Okay. And because I love what I'm doing, it's not hard to stay motivated. And I'm also motivated, of course, because my wife wants me out of the house. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that gets me into the office, you know. Uh-huh. And I, you know, so I come over to the office in the morning. Uh, again, I can choose when I get up and when I come, you know, and all that. When do you walk but, the dog? Usually in the afternoon because oh, okay. I'm also walking my wife at the same time. Oh, okay. <laughs> what kind <laughs> of leash do you she... use for her? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I got to be very careful yes. about that. <laughs> uh, I come and I usually start, and it's probably a mistake, by checking my email. Because in some ways I think you should probably only check email at the end of the day. <laughs> Not me. I got to do it all day long and all night. <laughs> and, and I do too. You know, I'm, I'm always checking in, but, and, you know, probably like you, I get five or 600 emails mm-hmm. a day. Yep. Now, 
probably 30 of them are important. The others are sales messages mm-hmm. and so on, because I'm always looking at what's happening in internet marketing. Of so course. I belong to all these different lists. Mm-hmm. And I buy a certain number of products just to check them out, see if they work, how they work, and so on. But, you know, like a lot of people, I bought a lot of products that I've never actually used. Mm-hmm. And I and never actually checked out because things get complicated. But I like looking at what's happening so that when I'm consulting with people, I can say, you should check this out mm-hmm. or you should check this out because, you, you know, you need to do- know what's going on so that people can be, you can te- you know, teach people the right things. Because so much of book marketing today is online, I need to know about online marketing. Course, so I'm yeah. always following everybody that's doing internet marketing, what they're doing you know, like product launches and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So I actually went to the product launch formula, a live event a couple of weeks ago in Phoenix, mm-hmm. just to learn a little bit more about the process and, you know, how people do it. The product launch formula has been one of those things that's historic, I guess you could say. Uh, a lot of people have had success with it. And it's been uh, something that uh, teaches, you know, I think does a good job. I think Jeff Walker does a good job with it. Um, but it's not the only thing, and I'm not sure I like the actual process. Uh, it doesn't work with my mindset because I don't like to close off sales. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the product launch formula is designed that you, you sell for ten, you know, 10 days or 7 days or 5 days, and then you say, I'm cutting you off. Uh, if you don't sign up, you don't, you'll have to wait a year or two years before you can get in again. And I understand the logic of that in terms of you set a deadline, more people are going to yeah, sign up. Yeah, it's an up. urgency technique, yeah. Yeah, and we use that in our Pinterest webinars as well. But I liked having some, you know, I come from book publishing where when you publish a book, it's available and it's going to stay available. Mm-hmm. There's no scarcity there except that sometimes it goes out of print. But in today's world with print-on-demand, it never goes out of print. Right, exactly. So, so it's and I a... sort of like that. It fits my mindset. I like that when I promote something, whenever somebody decides it's right for them, they can buy it. Okay, so you check out all this other stuff. What else do you do in a day? Oh, well, I check my Vikings team, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed. Last year, they didn't do it. Uh. Uh, but... You know, and I check the news. I do some of those things. But mostly I'm checking out new things and I'm working on the writing and developing content. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I have my coaching calls. So right. depending on how, how many people I'm coaching at a time, I may have a call or two a day. And then you have that. Plus, of course, I'm always doing interviews like this where you get a chance to promote yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's important. And I think online, that's really important because interviews are so much better than somebody, say, reviewing your book. Because in an interview, you have a chance to at least control some of the content. Mm -hmm. People hear you, and if they like what you offer and you share some good content, they're more likely to go and say, hey, I need to check out his book or check out the, the webinar series or whatever it might be. And you know, when somebody, I mean, I've had some terrible book reviews where somebody, you know, they read, I had one up on Amazon where somebody 
quoted me, quoted my book and said, I said this and I said that. And I checked my book and it's nowhere in the <laughs> book. And I'm going, what kind of insanity is right. this person involved with that they can quote me when it's not from my book? <laughs> it took me years to get Amazon to de-emphasize that and, and uh -huh. delist it because it was inaccurate. And, you know, so you don't always have control. You know, it's like Yelp, you know, uh, right. small businesses. They don't always have control of what people are going to say. And if somebody's in a revenge mode because you happen to be uh, a little irritated them when you check them out of your store, uh, I mean, I've seen some bad reviews. Or they of books. just don't like your politics or, or whatever, you know. It, whatever it might yeah. be. And it can really, uh, I mean, one thing I do is I make sure that politics, what I believe in politics does not get shared anywhere because I don't want half the country hate, to hate Yeah, me. right, exactly. And it's going to be half, you yeah, know, exactly. because right now it's half and half. <laughs> so uh, do you have any uh, parting wisdom for our screwballs that listen to this thing and uh, might want to uh, get into uh, writing and do stuff like you do? Well, the the key thing is find something you, you love to do uh, because then you'll do it and you'll do it well. If you hate doing something like – I tell my authors, you know, if there's a part of marketing that you simply don't like doing, find somebody that likes doing it and hire them to do that part. Mm -hmm. Don't try to do it yourself because you'll screw it up. You won't like it. You hate it. And you won't do it well. So do the things you enjoy doing and use those. Find the things that will work for you that you enjoy doing and use that as a way of promoting what you're going to be doing. And everything you're doing, it's going to involve marketing. So you have to start to fall in love with marketing. And it's probably you had the same experience I did. When I first started speaking in public, I mean, I'd have stomach turmoil, <laughs> you know, and nervous and all those things. Now I push people off the stage right. to get on. Right, exactly. And I know you're like that. You know, <laughs> you want to get in there yeah. and start to share what you have to share mm -hmm. and start talking to people and having fun and you know, I mean, one time I spoke to the National Speakers Association and I was sicker than a dog. That's what I remember. I remember, I think that's when I heard your quote. <laughs> yeah, and it might have been. And, you know, there were 300 people in the room mm -hmm. and I get up on the stage and I speak for an hour and a half and you would not know that I was sick because I was on. Right. But the minute I was off, I was sick again. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> that's endorphins some kicking sort of in. Flu. Yeah, I mean, but you do that because you love it, you know, and I do enjoy that now. I enjoy sharing. I enjoy giving good content and sharing that with people and helping people to find what they love and to sell it. Beautiful, beautiful advice. So how do people reach you if they want to hire you or ask you questions or, or buy some of your stuff? The best thing is to go to my website at bookmarketingbestsellers.com bookmarketingbestsellers.com. We'll have that in the show notes or, for John, and they can uh, reach you through there for consulting and help with book stuff, right? right? Yes. Wow, John. Uh, so great to uh, reconnect with you. We did it recently with the Pinterest, but this was great one-on-one. -on -one. I thank you so much. These people are going to go crazy over this. And I uh, and don't forget the uh, the 1,001 Ways to Market Your Book. Is, is That's the one that's uh, they can get on your website or that's one Web, website or ebook uh, on Amazon. Okay. Beautiful. 
Well, all you screwballs, this has been another great event. This is episode number 11 with John Kramer. And don't forget to uh, visit screwthecommute.com to look over the show notes, click on the links, go over and check out all John's stuff and uh, leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. And uh, we will catch you on the next one. See you all later. Thanks, Tom. All right.